Here we are. Welcome to your palace, your place. I'm Sherry Marcucci, your host. And on behalf of the Palace Theater in Waterbury, Connecticut, I welcome you this morning. I hope you enjoy listening. If you're a regular listener um, to our show today, we have a a show chock full of all kinds of um, guests and information. And it's, it's a busy, busy time. So many organizations and arts in particular organizations are off to a a big start. Their seasons are in full bloom, as is ours at the Palace Theater. This week we had, we kicked everything off with um, that wonderful uh, voice of Diana Krall on Wednesday evening, and people were just loving that show. I'm hearing so much great feedback, and of course she's a wonderful, wonderful musician, and uh, if you particularly like um, that um, kind of torchy, American Songbook, which I adore, um, then you love Diana Krall, and I hope you were in the crowd um, and enjoyed her show. And tonight, oh my goodness, talk about iconic. This is our season for icons. I'm telling you, this is quite a season this year um, at the Palace Theater in Waterbury, Connecticut. Tonight, we have... Alice at the Palace. Alice Cooper is coming to the Palace Theater, and we are so excited about it. It is going to be his paranormal tour. Uh, It is going to be quite a theatrical spectacle, and he is, and make no doubt about this, he is a performer's performer. He puts on a show. So if you haven't gotten your tickets, there are still tickets available. Uh, So call our box office at 10 o'clock or go online at palacetheaterct.org. Our box office number is 203-346-2000. And it's going to be a wild night. The last time he was at the Palace was 1972. When the Palace, for some of you, uh, and one of my guests in studio was not even probably born during this time, (laughs) um, but the Palace was a rock palace in the 70s and 80s. And Alice was there. Alice Cooper was there. And he'll be back tonight. We're so excited. So that's coming up. And then next week, we have on on the 11th, which I believe is next Thursday, Tower of Power. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's let's get down and let's dance and let's have a great time. So Tower of Power is in the house. And then next weekend, uh, we have The Illusionist, the first in our Webster Broadway series shows, The Illusionist Live from Broadway. And if you don't know what that is, that is one heck of a show where you have five magicians of all kinds of genres. And we're going to be talking to the trick later on in our show this morning. So that's Jeff Hobson, who is in the cast of The Illusionist. But right now, in studio, and Johnny, do we have a little moon music that we, before I intro our next guest? <laughs> we have with us from Wood, uh, from Middlebury, Brass City Ballet. We have Elizabeth Barris, or the artistic director and founder. Good morning, Sherry. Good morning. Sorry for that little slip there, almost. Uh, I thought you were going to say Waterbury Ballet because that's how we started. That is know. how you started, yeah. and that's where the Brass City comes from. Absolutely. So, welcome to your palace, your place, and with you, you've brought along your associate artistic director, Christine Harris. 
Good morning, Sherry. Good morning. And the music, for those who um, are wondering, oh, what's that kind of 1920s music? Well, we're trying to set the mood because Elizabeth and Christine are here this morning to talk about an upcoming fundraiser next Saturday. Saturday, October 13th at 6.30 p.m. And it's called... Speakeasy night. Speakeasy night. So, I mean, right there, you know that the setting is the 1920s. But Elizabeth, being the artistic creative that she is, and Christine, just because radio is not visual, they wanted to help me help you understand. So they came dressed in full 1920s flapper regalia. Sherry, this is how we always go to work. <laughs> well, this is just, our natural state of being. Let me, <laughs> Let me paint the picture for those who are listening. They have on those cute little banded headpieces with the pearls and the 1920s flapper dresses and the shoes. I love those shoes, Elizabeth. I have to have those shoes. And I mean, they look on the fringe. Look at you, Christine, with your little thigh there hanging out. <laughs> I never realized how revealing fringe is. But the, I mean, and spangles and bangles. And we they have look fun. We they, like to have fun. You have to have fun. I mean, if you can't have fun, especially in a creative medium like ballet and uh, dance, then, you know, so you're missing the boat, right? Well, they can. people can actually see us live, not just on the radio, but actually see us in person next Saturday on the 13th at 6.30. Okay, so tell us a little bit, where did this idea come from? You know, Cherry, I, I really don't know, but <laughs> once it came out, we said, oh yes, this is the one we want to do. So it's just a party. It's great. It's, um, we're going to have some live jazz band. We're going to have dancing. We have a barbershop uh, acapella group. We've got the Litchfield Distillery, who uh-huh. is a co-sponsor for the of this hooch? event. For the <laughs> hooch. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> and some people don't know what a speakeasy is. They didn't. What happens is during the prohibition of the 1920s, 20 to 1933, you couldn't find a drop of liquor. Right. So you had to go. You had to speak easy, know the right person, and say the right word to get in the door. So that's what we're recreating that in our studio. It is going to be fantastic. That is so much fun. And of course, you'll have your dancers probably all dressed to the nines. Oh, absolutely. They've got. They're putting on the Ritz. Is what they're doing. (laughs) I love that. Will they be? Performing? Yes, they are performing. So oh. Elizabeth choreographed a piece for them to do. Okay. Yeah, they're, they're, they're game. They're ready to go. It's going to be fun. And, and we should say, this is a fundraiser for Brass City Ballet, which is. is a nonprofit organization. This is our 33rd season about to begin, Sherry. Oh we have been in this community providing the, the art technique and the joy of dance uh, all these years, and we want to do another 33 years. Wow. So I remember when you started out at the Lutheran Church, right? Absolutely. Downtown Waterbury, oh 88 Cook Street, First Lutheran Church. Yeah, and now you're in space. Middlebury with a beautiful, spacious studio. Uh, and wait till you see how it's going to look on the 13th. It's oh. it, We've got these gold curtains. You have to have the right password. Oh, I love to get that. in the I door, we have I our bouncer. It. It's uh, it's going to be and a lot of, of fun. And of course, we have our chandeliers in our studio because you cannot have a ballet studio without chandeliers. <laughs> <laughs> so you were already kind of predisposed to this kind of a fundraiser. It is. It's a, it's a good fit, and it's going to be a lot of fun. And it is a fundraiser because uh, we are a nonprofit. Right. And we want to. Um, and your Give mission to is to continue the education of uh, the dance and uh, to support 
arts and culture as part of your mission. Absolutely. We have a school performing company. We do do community outreach and we provide scholarships to students. And, and Christine can, can t- attest to this, that we do more than just teach dance. Yeah, I mean, Elizabeth and I have learned throughout our years of educating the children in this community that we're really teaching them to be model citizens. It's not just about becoming an artist, although several of our kids do go on and become professional dancers, but they're really learning about life skills, things like you know, managing your time and discipline and respect. All of our kids that come through our school really become wonderful citizens in the community. You know, I and I I think you can um, make a case for not only dance but the arts in general because yes, and in terms of how they um, relate and um, to a person's success in life. The leaders you read about have all had some kind of a background, it seems, in some art form, whether it be music, whether it be dance, whether it be theater or the um, visual arts. And, and you're right, um, Christine, because all of those things mean that you have a discipline and that you understand um, you know putting forth your best and you know when you're when you're presenting something to someone else that's that's kind of a given and if you don't you're not probably going to be successful in that medium or what you go on to whatever it is absolutely and we've we've the more I do this um, I'm in this job I mean I have a lot of fun getting dressed up believe me <laughs> um, I just the more benefit I see to our community. Yes. Yeah. And kids need need structure. Absolutely. And we provide that in a loving and very individualized environment. Yes. Yeah. And that is important because I mean I remember growing up and um, you know being involved in dance and theater. Those. Those were formative um, pieces of my life that mm-hmm. I I really. I know were the foundation of the things I went on to do and um, just the seriousness. And I can remember being in rehearsals as a teenager and getting so upset with kids who were goofing around. Like, <laughs> like I just didn't understand that. You Good know? for you, Sherry. Yeah. <laughs> well, our kids are very disciplined, but also we like to have fun, too, as you can yes. see. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And we do a lot of events that are geared towards young, to young children, and we really wanted to have a night for adults. Yeah. And a party night for us to right. kind of, you know, have some fun. And reach a broader audience, mm-hmm. too. And just speaking of those adults, of course, you've got the parents of students who, without them, you wouldn't have the students there for in many cases, correct? Yes. So, and Elizabeth, you just reminded me, um, and I want to I give a shout out to all your parents and volunteers who are helping, I'm sure, put oh, this event yes. on. Oh, yes. are amazing. Absolutely. We are yeah. so fortunate. We have the best families that walk through our doors. So we're really thankful to them. That's great. Um, Elizabeth is generous this morning and wants to offer uh, to a listener the opportunity um, to win a a pair of tickets to attend the event. And the event, by the way, the, the... there's food involved. There's food, light fair, light yes, light yes. bites and and drinks. There's Litchfield Distillery is supplying the bourbon. We have wine, champagne. It's an evening of bourbon, champagne, and ballet. <laughs> By the way, <laughs> the acronym really stands for oh BCB, right? And once you get your password, it's an acronym for BC. There's a BCB, BCB an acronym. I love, that. The, the I love ja- that. We have a jazz band performing. Okay. Um, 
triple Bach, they're called, and then we also have um, the Ballet Chordsman will be performing oh, as well. I saw that yeah. as people are coming in, correct? They're, yes. Um, they're going to be um, crooning and uh, and uh, welcoming. Serenading. Yeah. But you have, um, so tickets, so you're getting a full night of entertainment, is my point, and they're $40, and... Um, they're actually 50 They're oh, 50. for six Sorry. people or more. It's $40. Ah. Right. But you, yeah, it's so, live music, entertainment, food. So there's $50. And, and right now, we want to give a pair of tickets away. So if you're listening and would like to attend this event and possibly win a pair of tickets, courtesy of Brass City Ballet, we can um, do that by having you call in 203-757-1320. And here's the question you have to answer. What iconic novel was set in the 1920s and later became movies. I think there's a few versions of this movie and known for the lush costumes. So give <laughs> us a call if you'd like to win a pair of free tickets to uh, the Speakeasy Night uh, presented by Brass City Ballet next Saturday evening, 6.30 p.m. It starts October 13th. And... 22tickets.com if you want to purchase tickets. I love that. 22tickets.com to purchase tickets. Or I'm sure you can call Brass City Absolutely. Ballet. Mm -hmm. Right? 203-598-0186. All right. So do we have anyone that's called in yet, Johnny? Give the number again. I'm so question. I didn't get the question either. You have some. We have somebody. No, no. no, we don't have anybody. The number in the question. Oh, the number in the question again. Two zero three seven five seven thirteen twenty. And here's the question: What iconic novel was set in the nineteen twenties era of the flapper and the gin tubs and all that fun stuff? What was the name of that novel? And I mean, I can. Put on your, put on your Put my headsets on. Okay, Johnny, I got them on. Do we have a yes. caller? Go ahead. Okay, caller. Um, do you have the answer to the question to win a pair of tickets to Speakeasy Night next Saturday evening? Yes, was it the Guns of Navarone? Um, no, I'm sorry. It's not The Guns of Navarone, but thank you for calling. It's a novel, iconic novel, by F. Scott Fitzgerald. Does that help? And uh, the his muse was his wife, Zelda. And a great, great movie with um, Leonardo DiCaprio maybe about a decade ago now. Um, we have another caller. Hello, caller. You're on the air. Hi, good morning. Uh, Great Gatsby? That is correct. Great yay. Gatsby. And if you, um, yay. So you yes. have just won a pair of tickets to attend the Speakeasy Night at Brass City Ballet in Middlebury next Saturday evening, 6.30 p.m. And there will be a pair of tickets for you at the door. We're going to take you off the air, and you're going to give our engineer, Johnny, your name and all the particulars so you can um, be sure to get those tickets. Thank you for calling. 
Thank you. You're welcome. So, ladies, we have just about run out of time, and we need to take a break. So I want to thank you both for not only being here, but being here in, you know, with uh, Dress to the Nines. <laughs> Sherry, thank you so much. You're we so had a great very time. welcome. It's been a pleasure to have you both, Christine Harris and Elizabeth Barrister from Brass City Ballet. And we've t- been talking about Speakeasy Night next Saturday evening at Brass City Ballet. It's a fundraiser for their wonderful dance organization. If you want tickets, go to 22, that's T-U-T-U-T-I-X.com uh, for a full evening of fun. And of course, you want to dress the part or call Brass City Ballet. And that number again is 203-598-0186. All right. And please stay tuned because coming up next is the trickster. So stay tuned for that. And we're back with your palace, your place. I'm Sherry Marcucci, your host, and uh, this is this show is presented to you by the Palace Theater in Waterbury, Connecticut. And next weekend, we are so excited! What a perfect time of year too to be offering this show, The Illusionist, live from Broadway. And with us this morning, we have Jeff Hobson, aka the Trickster. Good morning, Jeff. Well, good morning, too. How are you? I'm well. I'm really well, and I'm so excited. And thank you so very much for being a part of the show this morning. I know that you're actually traveling right now as we're speaking with you in between um, uh, your engagement last evening. And you're on a bus right now talking to us. So thank you so much for... for Yes, we're on on a tour bus, and we're heading to St. Louis for the Fox Theater. And uh, so we have three shows this week and then heading on up to Waterbury. Yeah, so it's going to be fun. Well, thank you again. And Jeff, um, I was reading your bio, and uh, first of all, I want you to tell our audience a little bit about the show, but I also want to know how you went from starting out as a comedian at the uh, Catch a Rising Star and parlayed that into your your guys now as a magician. So tell us a little bit about the show first and then how you ended up in the world of magic. Sure, sure. Well, the, the show's now been, uh, this is its seventh season. Um, I got a call uh, by the producer, Simon, and said, hey, do you want to be a part of a magic show? Well, I get that request quite often. Uh, <laughs> I've been, uh, you know, spent 15 years on a Las Vegas strip and been around the world a few times, and somebody says, hey, I want to do a show, and I was mildly interested until he said, well, we're going to open at the Sydney Opera House. Oh, and my. Thought, well, yeah, I said, well, nobody, nobody that I know, any show open at the Opera House, you should yeah. workshop I apologize for that feedback. Okay. Um, and so that was the uh, that was the idea that we uh, were going to open. So next thing you know, a few months later, six months later, we open at the Sydney Opera House. And uh, matter of fact, uh, ironically, uh, we are now back. I'm going to be there again for the first time since then. Uh, this December and January, back at the Sydney Opera House, and. Uh, 
uh, yeah, so it comes full circle now. So, wow. Uh, we've, uh, yeah, the, the show is like an Avengers of magic. We all There's many different personalities in the show, and we all have our separate skill sets because there's different types of magic. You know, there's grand illusions, and then there's like sleight of hand, and then there's like escape artistry, and there's mentalism. And then, of course, me, I do the comedy magic because I can't take myself too seriously. Um, <laughs> I started I, I started when I was a kid. You know, when I was a kid, I was always a class clown and always a... Uh, you know, making the jokes, getting into trouble, getting sent to the principal's office. And so finally I thought, man, I should try to make money out of this, you know, <laughs> somehow. And, uh, and so uh, as I was, uh, you, know, do, you know, getting in trouble, I was also learning magic at the same time. And then uh, one day I just decided to do two-in-one, combine them. And uh, next thing you know, I'm, uh, you know, a few years later, I'm not going to tell you how old I am, but let's just say I'm older than mud. And so now uh, I've been performing for, uh, I've done about 24,000 shows in my career and uh, been everywhere that you can imagine and uh, uh, having a, just the time of my life, uh, you know, make an audience laugh and uh, being in the illusionist. I just love it. Wow. So, so for all of you um, moms or grandmas or grandpas listening, if you have a class clown in your family, that could be a good thing, <laughs> despite what sure. the teachers say. <laughs> So right. you know, I remember, I remember, I remember years ago they used to say, "Oh, uh, you know," they say, "You know, one of the best industries that puts your kid into is the entertainment business." You know, uh, singing, dancing, ballet, et cetera, et cetera. And that was like 25 years ago. I heard that. And next thing you know, hey, it actually was a good, uh, it was a good call. See, and we talked about that earlier with our our first guests. How the arts are so important uh, and instill so many great um, skills in young people, Jeff. So what do you think is, um, I know that when I sit in a magic show, here's my, I'm going to be honest with you, I love it, first of all, but I am going to figure it out. And guess what? I never do. Oh, you're one one of those, are you? (laughs) No, I never figure, but that, I think, is that what, what is it that makes us all love magic? Because I don't know a person who doesn't love magic love when somebody's doing something in front of them and and totally makes them disbelieve what they've just seen you know what is that what is it about the human you know psyche if you will that what do you think as a magician what what makes it so interesting I think we lost lost Jeff somewhere along the line. Um, He's traveling, of course, as I mentioned earlier, by bus. And um, so we uh, we, uh, did a test run and all was well. But now, of course, all is not well. So um, I'm hoping that our guest, our next guest, is listening and will come into the studio. He's talking and yakking with Tom Shootout. Uh, um, but we, our next guest um, coming up is Foster Evans, and he is going to talk to us a little bit about a show that he's been directing at the Thomaston Opera House. And we hope we get Jeff Hobson back from The Illusionists, um, live from Broadway. If we don't, um, we're going to talk to um, Foster Evans, um, who's coming into studio right now to, to bail us out. Good morning, Foster. Thank you so much for being 
being with us today. How are you doing? This? I'm I'm Thank great. You for having me. I'm great. And as you know, as a director in live theater, well, live radio can have its challenges too. Oh, okay. Yes. <laughs> so it can. we just kind of lost our guest. Oh, and, you uh, did? Okay. <laughs> I was out there talking to Tom. So. I know. Okay. I know. Right. So, um, but thank you for being a part of our show, uh, your palace, your place this morning. Okay. So welcome. Thank you very much. Thanks for for having me and um, and helping us promote our show. Thank All you. right. Well, the show that Foster oh. is directing at Landmark Community Theater, which is at the Thomaston Opera House, is We Will Rock You. Yes. Yes. Featuring the music of Queen, from uh, the Mercury and Queen. At Queen is having a real resurgence. The movie is coming out yes. soon, right? Yes, it is. It comes out in November. November. Yeah. And so, um, and I don't know that the music has ever gone away. I'm not right. suggesting that. That music is iconic as well. Oh, well, you can't go anywhere, especially in a sports venue without hearing <laughs> We Are the Champions. <laughs> That's for sure. That's for sure. Yeah. And um, and I'm looking at Johnny because I'm... Who is this? Oh, I'm not sure if he got our guests back or not. But, but anyway, um, we're going to... Um, we're going to um, talk to you first. Okay, so, that's right. So um, I just, I have a little piece of trivia that I bet you, you might not know about. Okay. About Queen. Test me out. Okay. Um, that Queen debuted Bohemian Rhapsody in North America. Okay. On the Palace Theater in Waterbury stage. Now, you are exactly correct. I did not know that. <laughs> and wow. we are so proud of that. I mean, that is such a nice little nugget of, you know, great. rock history to oh, have. Okay. Yeah, in our quiver, so huh. to speak. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that is a big deal. And um, that was in 1975. Yeah, I, mean, I know that that's when they the, the song came out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I did not know that was the first yeah. time they did it. Yeah, wow. and they performed at the Palace several times, actually, um, during the 70s. Um, So, uh, and and in fact, the first time they performed, they were not the headline act. No. Isn't that interesting? That is very interesting. Yeah. So anyway, um, I thought I would share that. Well, well, thank you you very much. I'm going to pass that little nugget along. Okay. So talk about the show, We Will Rock You. How was it conceived? Okay. um, Was actually, it was, it's interesting. It was conceived around 2000 and the basis to the story is, um, the t- timeline is set in the future and it's a futuristic setting where music is now just programmed there's no live music there's no guitars no, there's no piano music is only made by these um, programmed by, by this programmed um, organization oh, and so interesting. it's interesting kind of when you look at music and how it's evolved over the last years and things like that music is so different now than it is in the 70s when it was you know a lot of garage bands you know people you know, a guy with a guitar, got it with piano and things like that, to a lot of what we could if you listen to it, it's a lot of programmed. Sure, a very um, um, stylized, produced, right. yes. a lot of yeah. production. So um, so the in this in this futuristic world, um, the people who have um, taken over the programmed music uh, have found out that there is a live guitar somewhere, and there. And so this one kid, um, who is the um, the lead Galileo, he is actually um, he is he is kind of like this, um, for the lack of a better way, rock and roll savior, and he is in unknowingly put into the situation where he is going to search and find this guitar. 
Okay. Um, so, so this is all based upon Queen music and things like that, which actually works because their music is very operatic and very kind of. It, it lends itself very much to a musical, the way yes. it was written, the way yes. Freddie yeah. Mercury. It's wrote very the theatrical. Music. Yeah, so so it's kind of interesting. It's an interesting story about yeah. music, the way um, they were trying to keep it um, from being live, and and now live music is not <laughs> yeah. the the choice of. Of, of the way music is right now. So it's kind of interesting. So it has a little dystopian um, yeah. uh, feel to the storyline. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And yeah. it's, I think, you know, you see a lot of that in movies and literature today. Mm-hmm. I, I wonder, I think it reflects perhaps the fears that people um, have of what's to come. Yeah. Yeah. And I had actually, before I even directed um, We Will Rock You, had talked to someone about the fact that, wow, you know, kids don't go to concerts anymore. It's not, you know, Elton John's not coming around, or obviously Elton John's older, but I'm just about their stars are not stars in the way our stars were. Mm -hmm. So they don't... They don't have those same thing as far as the concert tees. So like, actually, when I see the kids at my, uh, I work at a couple of high schools, Watertown High School. When they come in, their concert tees are like Beatles or the Hendrix. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yes, I'm looking yeah. at them. I'm like, uh, your yeah. grandparents probably were the ones who you got that T-shirt from. But that's the people that they actually idolize when they go to write music and things like that because yeah. the writing of music is so much different because now it's sort of like just getting beats or programmed sounds and yes, just singing over yeah. them. Yeah. It, yeah, that's very interesting. And there's also not that same... Not that there aren't concerts. I have two young adults, and they do go to concerts. Mm-hmm. But there's less of that shared experiences, particularly music. Like, you know, nobody's sitting around with a... Uh, um, CD playing and sharing no. the sounds together. Yeah, yeah. They, and, they don't yeah. do that. Well, and they always listen on headphones. Yes. You know, we had to listen like music out in the air. Absolutely. So, so we would hear if somebody was listening to something yes. or yeah, there was no yeah. way. It's a very isolated yeah, experience. Very, it is a very isolated experience. Yeah. So, um, so it's kind of like, yeah, it, it, in an odd way, Brian May, who was um, in the band Queen, he was like the lead guitarist, mm-hmm. uh, was yeah. very instrumental in the writing of the of the um, of the musical We Will Rock You and so you can kind of tell that they kind of took care of some of these things as far as you know hey where's music going you know where you know we have to kind of save music yeah so it's 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 a very interesting storyline now um, is this the first time it's produced at all in this area is Landmarks production one of the first or yes okay yeah Yeah. actually it's never even been on Broadway it was very big in England oh Um, and then in North America it was very big in Toronto Mm, um, interesting. Yeah, it's played there for years. Um, but to be totally upfront, a lot of people kind of stayed away from it because um, you have to be very careful in how you present a storyline. It can be kind of cheesy um, if not if you don't have the actors and, and you don't take care of the storyline. So everybody has, who comes to see it say, oh, wow, it's much more than just a, a storyline that just connects some, some Queen music so we, you know, can be a problem in ju- jukebox musicals. Yes, um, yeah. No, it's actually, the storyline is kind of interesting. And um, the writing, which Brian May was around for, is, is actually pretty good. Yeah. You know, and I've, I've read Facebook posts from people who I would never 
ever yeah. have expected to go to this show <laughs> <laughs> and are raving about yes, it. Yes, yeah. So kudos fortunate. to you, Foster, for your direction, obviously, and yeah. taking, yeah. you know, care with the storyline. Right. And also with your cast, who I got the opportunity to hear two of them on Tuesday evening when I was at the Opera House for a Thomaston Savings Bank grant presentation okay. right. uh, event, and uh, which the palace was a recipient of. So thank you, Thomaston Savings Bank, <laughs> um, for that. Um, but the two um, people, a young woman and a, and are they the leads? Yeah, um, actually, they will probably be your second or third lead. There, it was Erica Blasco. Okay. And uh, Robert Melendez, they um, they were awesome. The, in the storyline, there's this group of Bohemians that end up um, while Galileo's is searching for the guitar, he ends up with this group of Bohemians, and they are part of the leadership of this group of Bohemians. So, okay. um, <clears throat> excuse me. So uh, Robert uh, plays um, Brett. And uh, Erica Blasco plays Oz. Um, now, her name is based off of Ozzy Osbourne. Oh, and okay. his name is, and I'm going to give it away for some people, but um, I, Britney Spears. So, <laughs> so, okay. so that, and there's a lot of that. Um, as you know, a friend of ours is in it. His name is Buddy, based off of Buddy Holly and the yeah. crickets and things. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, so they performed the other night. They performed um, I Want It All, and uh, they might have done... Yes, it was I Want It yeah, All, yeah. yes. And uh, No One But You, which is a kind of a tribute memorial to, to people who we lost uh, mm -hmm. from in the music business. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, they're very talented. So yeah, and, the, and I'm well. sure the rest of the cast, I know, of course, our mutual friend Ed Bassett is... Uh, the, his buddy. His buddy, his buddy yeah, and yeah. He's, in, uh, he's the director of Phoenix Stage um, Company. Yes, and yeah. he's in it as well. So, right. yeah. um, and um, there's a Brittany McCauley. She's from um, McCoy Mulcahy. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. um, she's from Terry. She grew up in Terryville. She's uh, one of the. She's probably with the lead. Okay. Where her name is uh, Scaramouche out of the out of the um, Bohemian Rhapsody song, and then Galileo Figaro is uh, Merrick Martin. Oh, so, sure. Um, so he's, he's very talented. Yeah, heard that can, name a lot. Yeah, yes, and and can hit those Freddie Mercury notes which wow. within itself is 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 quite an accomplishment absolutely and you drew from uh all all over the place for the cast didn't you uh, yes yeah we um we have some people as as far away as the hartford area um we've had um some people come down from the danbury area so so yeah so we've been very fortunate in, in almost like an all-star surrounding of talent um we've been able to to get that together you have quite a uh, a roster of credits to, uh, <laughs> to on your resume. I mean, not only as a director, mm -hmm. which you've directed quite a few things at the um, yes, landmark. At landmark. Yes, I know. I saw the production of Chicago. Chicago. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. And uh, last year we did Mamma Mia. That that went very well. Yeah. Um, we did Dreamgirls and and Memphis and Les Mis. So so it's yeah. been a pretty pretty well rounded, but a very very well received roster of shows. And you're also an actor yourself. Yes, I am. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. What's your favorite role that you've played? Well, um, well, last year I had the opportunity to um, to to do uh, Troy and Fences, um, Troy Max and Fences. And you and won an award for that. Yeah, fortunately, I was able to win the uh, Broadway World of Connecticut um, Best Actor Award. So, um, but that was that was 
unbelievable experience. I actually ended up filling in for someone um, who wow. had to drop out. And wow. um, so I ended up having to learn the script pretty quickly. But um, but and, what a what an experience it turned out to be. And that's based on, um, isn't there a trilogy? Fin- Oh, well, so tr- uh, no, no, no. He has a, a whole line, right? Like eight shows. Right. August Wilson does. Yes, yes August Wilson. Right, right, yeah. And and, um, and um, that's that's an amazing story that you. It's kind of that all about Eve story. Mm. You know the under not that you were the understudy, but right. you know you step into a role and end up winning an award. And uh, yeah, well, the uh, the director. I was actually on vacation in North Carolina when she called me to say she has a situation with her actor. Uh-huh. And what would I, she, she was asking me, what would you do if you had, and she would come to find out she was actually feeling me out to see, <laughs> see if I Are you available is what I want to know. <laughs> she was and like, how soon can you get here? Like, so I'm, so I'm like, well, I would do this, I'm doing yeah. that. So yeah. finally she just got around to saying, well, can you do it? You know, yeah. like, yeah. that's the only way I'm going to be able to mount the show. And I said, yeah, I can do it for you. Yeah. yeah. So what do you have on tap, um, you know, coming up for that, that you'll be directing? Yeah. Well, next year, on, uh, I am really, really excited. We're going to do In the Heights. Uh, and um, again, almost like We Will Rock It, one of the first theaters that's willing to take on that challenge, mainly because I wanted to make sure that we we do the make it authentic. Yes, you know, yeah. We're doing it with um, you know Latin American people mm-hmm. who who understand the, the culture. Yeah. Then you know, we're doing an actual portrayal of of what the what the whole show is about. And it's a it's a beautiful piece. Yes, um, it is. Yes, it is. And great music for and for all you Linwell Lin Men <laughs> Miranda um, fans fans. Yeah. Um, especially of Hamilton. This is the the piece that he wrote yes. that. Actually, won a Tony. Yeah. Um, oh, yes. And it all stands on its own. So, you know, yeah. I had to go to a conference when that show first um, debuted on Broadway, <clears throat> and this was before pre Hamilton, of course. And he had just, you know, he wasn't that many years out of Wesleyan, where the mm-hmm. show was conceived, right. where he had been a student, and uh, you know, we're doing um, a pre-show like pizza party, and mm. you know, Lin Manuel's up there doing his thing. And I'm not paying that much attention. <laughs> I was probably eating the pizza. I don't know, but but I went. Oh my god! You know, yeah. I, if I had only had you know yeah. foresight enough right. to know yeah. what he was gonna bring us, and uh, uh, yeah, you yeah. know what he had already brought us, but uh, you know, and what he was yet to bring us. So, so yeah, he was probably still working on it as you were, because he was talking about how many years it took for him sure. to actually put the Hamilton together. Yeah, and things like that. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So interesting. So. Pay attention to those people you've seen <laughs> in community theater or wherever, <laughs> because you never, you, know. Never, you never know. You never know. Um, and for those who are just tuning in or listening, we have been talking about the production of We Will Rock You yes. that's playing for the last weekend. Yeah, Friday, Saturday, Sunday afternoon. This weekend at um, Landmark Community Theater at Thomaston Opera House mm-hmm. in Thomaston, of course. And how do we get tickets? Uh, um, you, well, you can go out to the website. Um, or you can call uh, the box office area code 860-283-6250. And for your listeners, um, I, I I got clearance to give out a special discount Ooh, code. Ooh, we like that. Yeah, so the discount code is FREDDIE, F-R-E-D-D-I-E, all caps. 
Okay. okay. And um, yeah, and for the, if you put that discount code in, yeah, for listening today, you get a, a special discount to come see us this weekend, hopefully. All right. That's wonderful. I love yeah. discounts, and I know our <laughs> listeners love discounts. And I'm just looking at our engineer, Johnny, to, to ask if did we, we're going to take a break, and then we're going to wrap up your palace, your place, and Foster Evans. I keep wanting to call you something else. Foster Evans-Reese. Oh, then that is right. Yes. Because I kept saying, no, it's not Reese. Yeah. And it is Reese. Foster Evans Reese. Yes. Okay. Well, thank you for being oh, a guest this me. morning. Yes. I really enjoyed getting to know you because I've heard, I've heard a lot about you, actually. Oh, thank you. Thank you and that you're, and I've seen your work. Yeah. Um, and I'm hoping to see this weekend before it too. closes. Okay. Um, I thought it was going to come tonight, but I forgot. I have to work tonight for Alice Cooper oh, okay. <laughs> at the Palace. <laughs> Alice at the Palace. So um, yes. anyway, but. But thank you again for being with us. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be back to wrap up your palace, your place. Stay tuned. Entertaining new possibilities. And we're back with your palace, your place. I'm your host, Sherry Marcucci, and we've got about four minutes to wrap up our show today. Um, as always, it's a pleasure to be with you the first and third Friday mornings of the month to share with you not only what's going on at the Palace Theater right here in Waterbury, Connecticut, but also to uh, talk to you about different things happening in the world of arts and culture and pop culture and lifestyle and wellness. We've got a lot of things coming up over the next few uh, episodes of the show. Uh, some on wellness. I'm, I'm going to have someone who's going to talk about some interesting uh, wellness practices. And um, also, I want to remind you about our new Second Act series that debuted last month in September. And the Second Act series is, is a labor of love, actually, um, that was put together. It's imagined as a monthly speaker series featuring ordinary people doing some extraordinary things in the second acts of their lives. And this coming month on October 23rd at 6 o'clock we have mystery author and writer, Connecticut um, resident Martin Herman who is going to share about his life before he became a mystery writer at the age of 75. So he he was in uh, corporate America. He was a business consultant, helped turn around failing companies. He's going to tell us his, his story and how it led him to become a mystery writer. And I can tell you, I have read three of his mystery series books. And I am now just have just started the fourth book, The Return to Sender File. Um, and he and is you know, really... Just and I, he's just a really nice guy. He is. Johnny, Johnny, he is. We had him in studio because actually the next um, show will not be live. Our our next um, Your Palace, Your Place show will be something we tape because I'll be away the weekend of that show. But Martin came in studio with his lovely wife, Laura, and we taped an interview. So you'll get to hear more from him in two weeks from today on Your Palace, Your Place. But do circle on your um, on your calendars and make a point buy tickets to hear him because the second act series which by the way is funded by the Connecticut Community Foundation and Peak Physical Therapy in Waterbury it is a wonderful evening out 
and it's so affordable for $25. And if you're an AARP member or an Ollie member, it's a $20 ticket and you get dinner. And last month we had dinner from San Marino and it was delicious. So, um, so if you are thinking, you know, gee, that sounds like an interesting series. We have some other great speakers coming up as part of the series too, a sleep coach, a woman who became a playwright after become, after, uh, being a physical trainer for 30 years, who, by the way, is Nancy Schuler of Litchfield and was the inspiration for this whole series. We have Angie McLaughlin Murray from Peak Physical Therapy, and she's a certified fitness trainer and going to tell you about how to be fit and fabulous into your 50s and beyond. That's in June. And in between, we have some other great people. Um, so I'm hoping that you'll be a part of second act and now i'm getting the sign that we need to wrap up i've got to get ready for alice at the palace tonight at the palace theater in waterbury it's been my pleasure to be your host of your palace your place i want to remind you to stay tuned for the local news coming up next and steve Knoxon with talk of the town we'll be back in two weeks with your palace your place thanks as always for listening see you next entertaining new possibilities the palace theater your palace your place Shows for the whole family. Waterbury Palace, your palace, your place.